Hello and welcome back, Coffin Bond listeners, podcast 61 and one that I'm most excited about. This has been months in the making getting this guy on, but it's for a special reason that we have him today. Uh, Matthew Leach has joined us from Sydney um, in a few ways, not just on a podcast, but I guess we'd officially like to announce that uh, Matt Leach has joined Coffin Bond um, in growing our Sydney base. So. We're going to grill him today, find a little bit about Matt, um, but also welcome him to, I guess, the Coffin Bond community and all those listening. So, Matthew, welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. Thank you. Tony, are you excited about it or what? I'm very excited. I, I've uh, known Matt for quite some time and it was uh, quite interesting in I had a meeting cancel on me up in Sydney so I was just sitting down enjoying a coffee and a toasty and um, all of a sudden Matt Leach is in Chiefly Square and so we I had to dash off to a meeting and came back and we sat down and had a coffee and two months later I am absolutely stoked and proud to have Matthew as part of our family here at the Coffin Bond. It was a great coffee. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. That was a really um, interesting meeting. I was um, a lot of things were up in the air, and obviously, I think all the best things happen by chance sometimes, don't they, Tony? I I agree, totally agree with you. But um, yeah, it was really great. I think I think <laughs> um, from us, but yeah, guys. Us, so I'm really I'm really excited about what. Yeah, I think from our end, it's sort of. I remember Tony coming back from Sydney, and he was all excited as he normally does when he goes on any trip, and we've explained a few times. I'm excited, Matt, because I'm away from Jamie for a couple yeah. of days, usually. <laughs> but he's, he's, stormed <laughs> in, he's stormed into the office and um, they, I've got this opportunity, Jamie. Um, I found someone who, who fits in with our culture um, and he's really going to grow, could grow this presence in Sydney. So I guess, Matt, your story... You I said, started... no, Jamie, I, I said, ring the bank, I want him with us. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess, Matt, your story started, what, some 13 years ago in financial services at the age of 21, I believe? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting ride. Um, and I've seen a lot of change in that sort of 13 years. Um, but I guess the drive for me was that I met my parents' advisor. Uh, he used to come and sit at the, the dining table and I used to kind of, my ears would prick up and I'd be quite interested to hear what he was talking about and what my parents were going to do. And... Um, I eventually started working for him. That was my first gig. He said, oh, you've got a bit of a bit of a mind for this. Why don't you come work for me? Uh, little did I know I'd be working for free at the time, but that was okay. I got the experience I needed. Um, but that was really how I started was actually meeting my, my parents' advisor. Um, so explain working for um, free. Explain working for free, Matt. <laughs> I need, I need to know how that how that happens. So. <laughs> yeah, give me actually give me some pointers when um, Jamie's not listening. The deal was that I would... <laughs> <laughs> look. It was a um, very tough year. I was sort of in the deep end. I'd, I'd finished my diplomas. Um, it was sort of like, all right, Matt, go on, good luck, get out there. Um, didn't really know. I have a great understanding of any technical knowledge. I just knew I wanted to help people and, and talk to people. Um, so I was really in the deep end and obviously, you know, I was married and had a young bub at the time and it was a very stressful time, but that's where I really, I think, learnt my craft, um, did that engagement, being able to talk to people, being able to listen, I think is probably one of the biggest things. 
Um, but that's really, that was my start. And it was a really tough start. Um, it was baptism of fire, I guess. Um, but then I went on to work for a, a privately licensed um, firm, which would actually talk to um, Deloitte partners and staff. So we'd actually go and sit in their office. And that was a really good learning curve as well. That the advice that I wanted to actually give clients was very broad. I didn't want to just talk about one thing. I wanted to talk about everything with my clients. Um, and that's been something I've carried through right from the beginning. And yeah, it's the 13th year this year. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited about what, what happens next, the next chapter. So I guess what, what drew you in that, um, you know, you've been out on your own and it's a bit of a change, but I guess I, I know the backstory, but how, what drew you to Kofkin Bond? Um, and I always laugh, we're joining our superpowers now and growing in Sydney, but sort of, you know, what made that decision for you to sort of come on board? Yeah, so I'd been self-employed from a really young age. Um, and when you're sort of young and self-employed and in this industry, it's sort of like no, no one ever tells you how to do something necessarily uh it's not like the regulators come out and say well, we'll do it this way it's, it's all actually trial and error um hopefully with <laughs> no errors but um so i was sort of developing always evolving into being more self-employed i think i was self-employed at the age of 23 or something in finance which a lot of people told me i was too young but i, I didn't want to listen to them obviously uh so it was this kind of constant evolution of being self-employed and then i finally uh, for the last four years have been self-employed and i just found that you, there's just so much more to think about and there's just so much more to deal with. And I think being an advisor is a big enough role. I mean, you're thinking about your clients, you know, outcomes about their financial position, what could possibly go wrong, all the things that could go right. So that I think looking after clients is enough. Um, but I felt that, uh, you know, with running a business as well, then you've got all the other headaches that come with it. It's, it sort of became apparent that I wanted to let go of that and double down on what I'm actually good at, um, which is talking to people about their finances. So um, when I obviously met Tony, Tony posed the question to me, did I, you know, what, what was it like being a business owner? And is that something I want to continue? And I guess a little light went off in my head. And I thought, you know, what? I don't want to run my own business anymore. I want to partner with uh, people that have the same values as me that think, care about people's outcomes as much as I do. And then obviously meeting Tony and, and the rest of the team, we started our conversations and that really drew me into such a family feel uh, of, a, of a business, uh, obviously wanting to get the best outcomes for clients. And that really, that was the really that draw card. Uh, and knowing that I can sort of partner with you guys and, and we could build something special here in Sydney. Yeah. And I think from my end, um, Matt, we started working very closely and, just seeing the way that you interacted, that engagement piece with the client um, and just matches our values. As we said, we've, you know, I, I hope people seeing the new branding yesterday and we needed that brand to match our values and match our service. And I think that's exactly where you come in as well. Um, and, you know, do you want to touch on, I guess, how you engage with clients at the start? Because from your belief, it's the same as Tony. It's, it's that initial touch point with the client that's the most important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, you know, when you sort of start out, you know, you're told that you've got to do a fact find and you want to sit there. And to be honest, there's no excitement for me or the person sitting in front of me. If we're going to just tick some boxes and ask for details. Um, so I've had some really good training over the years with different and various groups um, where you're sort of really bringing in a whiteboard and talking about today and 10 years and then working backwards from there and making things highly visual for clients. I've always really enjoyed that. Um, and then also just applying, I guess, my own um, changed Maslow hierarchy of needs to really delve into what is it that the client actually wants? 
because I think sometimes when you strip back the layers, you hear about what clients want to do, but if you really sort of strip it back, what they're really telling you is they want some flexibility, they want freedom and they want choice. And every time I run through this process, it's about finding out what is it that, that makes them tick. And I think ultimately uh, I would challenge other advisors and other people out there that when you strip things back, it ultimately comes back to that freedom, flexibility and choice. And I feel that, you know, we're pretty in a privileged um, position where we can actually give that to people if everything is right from a financial perspective. Um, but that whole engagement piece, I don't want to fill out forms. I want to sit there and I actually want to find out about you. So what I've sort of um, adapted to my process is finding out about uh, also the four L's. So, you know, ideally, where do you want to live? Don't tell me what you think or where you think you can live. Tell me about the ideal because I think we put too many barriers on ourselves sometimes about goals. Um, so we want to find out where you want to live ideally. Um, tell me about the ideal lifestyle that you want to live. What does that mean? How do you wake up in the morning? How do you go to bed at night? What happens throughout that day? Who are you talking to? Um, the other L is um, uh, what do you love? You know, what is it that you absolutely love and how do we make sure that you do more of that? If it's water skiing or if it's coaching little John's uh, baseball team, how do we make sure, put you in a financial position, you've got the freedom to do those things. And then the last L we sort of talk about is legacy. It's like, well, what, are we, what are we leaving behind? Um, I once heard about this really interesting um, conference. Uh, it must have been a US one, I think. And the, uh, the speaker at the top of the stage got everyone to write their eulogy. And I thought that was a really interesting perspective. He asked them to write their eulogy and then what, you know, what would everyone say about you at your eulogy? What, was, um, what were people doing at your funeral? Who was there? Um, and then the idea was that they'd come back to present day and say, well, if you want to get to that impact on people's lives, what do you need to do today to make that a reality? And I think that's the same thing as what we do with finance as well. Start with the end in mind. Um, and that process has kind of evolved over time, but that's really the engagement piece that I've adopted and hopefully uh, share with, with more people. Yeah, and I think that, that that just fits in with Tony as well. Um, as Tony said, Tony, and you you can contest that it's it's that first touch point with the client. They don't care. They don't like you know. We obviously service down the end, but they want to have that relationship, and from that relationship, I guess big things can grow. And I think that's also we want the relationship too. You know, sometimes you might have a client who's really wanting a relationship, but maybe the advisor's not emotionally available. Um, so I think the, the really nice thing for us is that we're very open for relationships. So I want to build something special in people's lives. Um, and whether that's, you know, solving someone's problem or making their life better, I think, I think we're in a really interesting position to do that. And I think the more people that seek advice out there um, and the, the dwindling amount of advisors that are out in the market now, I think Kofkin Bond's very well positioned to help out a lot of people. It's interesting. It's exciting. I think, Matt, just to, just to add to that as well, I, I think from our perspective is that, you know, there's, the industry has been scarred by, by a lot of rubbish both and a lot of, a lot of the scarring has been unnecessary as well. But I think at the end of the day, for both yourself, myself, Paul, Josh, etc., is that it is about relationships. It is about the fact that no matter what's going on in a client's life, that they know they can pick up the phone and just chat to us. And a lot of the conversations I have, and I know you as well have with, with clients is not about the market's gone up 1% today. Uh, financial planning is about relationships and long-term relationships for a lifetime. And, you know, I'd hate to think that I only have a client for a couple of years. For me, you actually become part of 
your client's life. Now, you're not necessarily going to be ranked in their top five people of all time, but they know they can ring you and they can ask you questions and they can get actual honest answers. And, and as I said, sometimes it's a case of it's, they're not necessarily ringing you about their insurance, et cetera, but it's just, they know that we know so many people, can we help them out or introduce them to someone else as well? So I think that relationship, whereas if we're a family firm, we also like to think of our clients as family as well. And I think that's vitally important. And that's something that came across from you also which is why when I came back to Jamie and said, yeah, Matt has to be part of our team. <laughs> I think, uh, and you probably struggle with this too, Tony, but if someone came to you and said, oh, look, I just need you to do this thing, this one bit of transactional type advice. Look, we always want to help people and chances are we'd always say yes. But for me, there needs to be more to be invested into the people. I, I want to invest in the people I'm looking after. I, I need to be excited about, you know, little Ben knowing that he's going to get to private school and that we're doing something now while he's in kindy to make sure that when he starts high school, that he's there and ready to go. Like I, I find it's much easier to help people when you're invested in, in their family because you yeah. like them. They, they share openly with you. Um, you know, they ask you those sounding board questions as I'm sure you get all the time. It's, Hey Matt, we talked about getting the new car. How are we doing that again? It's like, yep, yeah, cool. Can we do that in, you know, end of uh, end of financial year, we'll get a better deal. This is what the finance options are. Like, I want to be that person for people that, hey, we don't know, let's call Matt. And I yeah. think um, that's how we've got to make ourselves available. And, uh, and I think also what's really amazing about that is, and I think you have to have a very good memory in financial planning, almost photographic. Certainly, certainly do. Because people call and uh, they'll go, oh, Matt, we're doing this and this. And I can actually visualize their position and go, oh, yeah, that's going to impact this and this and I think that's something that you learn and it, your sort of mind is trained for as you are an advisor but I love the idea that I'm that guy that is across it all and if you ask me something I have an answer for you right off the cuff yeah absolutely um, and, and I think sometimes you're paying for that service that someone is cares enough to be across everything that you're doing they know your kids birthdays you know where we're we going in 10 years you know the options that you have making sure that you do take the holidays and we, we really splurge on those that's what an advisor is. You, it's such a privileged job. There's nothing it like is. it. Absolutely. It is. It is an absolute privilege to actually work with families. And, you know, it's, it's ensuring that families have peace of mind is one of the interesting things. And it was also interesting that, you know, during this uh, recent pandemic, uh, one of the things that I've realized as much as, you know, we're doing this via Zoom, uh, this call, as much as I realize having meetings and I, and they work, and I had a meeting with um, a client this morning, we're a, a new client this morning, and her and her husband actually only live five kilometers from our office, but we had to do it via Zoom. Her work premises is only five minute walk from our office. But of course, we had to do it by Zoom. And one of the things that's highlighted out of this is that, you know, I think human beings in general, uh, I certainly know I am, and I certainly believe you are too, Matt, is that we are social creatures. So for us to be able to do our jobs properly, it is about having relationships with the clients at all times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not, Look, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not, it's not a transaction for us. It's about relationships. Absolutely. I mean, I miss the, the face-to-face meetings. I, I love that. I love um, picking up on, I guess, body, body language cues sometimes. I often, um, I don't know, you've probably been through this a million times, Tony, but, you know, you're sitting in a meeting with, um, you know, partners and, 
they're stressed or one of the partners is particularly stressed about an issue and you actually can explain how that, you know, almost solution mode and their shoulders drop in the meeting and yeah. you just like, oh, wow, I just took that off their, their shoulders. Yeah. Physically yep. see little um, social cues. And I really miss that um, because the video, sometimes you don't, you don't see that. But I think um, what we've all learned from this is that we can see more clients more often uh, if they're willing to do video, which they are now with work. Everyone's practiced on Zoom a lot more than what we had before COVID. Um, but I do miss those face-to-face meetings. I really, that, that's the connection. And every time I walk away from a meeting, I get that, that buzz, that nice buzz in my stomach. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's the same for you, Tony. Absolutely. And I mean, I, th- I think one of the keys to that as well is I was um, referred one of my well, my, my uh, both oldest in age and longest standing client uh, to one of our lawyers last night um, because their granddaughter uh, has bought a house. Now, Les and I are 92 and they've been clients of mine for 26 years or 25 years now. Um, or Les is 92. Sorry, Ina, I know you're not. <laughs> so you're, I think you're 88. Um, now they're sprightly and they are there and every Christmas, um, we go over to their place and, you know, and, and I always see them a few times of the year, but their family, their, their, their children, their grandchildren, and even their great grandchildren are clients of ours as well. And, you know, I had the absolute honor of being asked by Les, would I give a speech at his 90th birthday? And if that wasn't an honour enough to be able to do that, I also got to sit um, on the family's table with him next to him and Ina with his, with his, uh, with his children. And th- that was just such an honour to be, because I've been part of their life for so long. You know, as, as Les often says, he's been a client of mine since he was a young man. Um, you know, so it's... Um, that's the type of stuff where it is just beautiful knowing that you are part of somebody's life in such an essential way. That is the ultimate compliment, Tony, that, you know, you could be held. uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Maybe I'll have to put that on my goal sheet. (laughs) Firstly to, uh, (laughs) to be a part of something like that. But that's a, that, that must have been a very a special night. Matt, it, 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 was, it was absolutely special. But one of the great things is uh, they're a Jewish couple and um, in Jewish households, you know, they like to make sure, the mums like to make sure that you eat. And every time I go over there for the last 25 years, I think Les has always said to me, have you put on more weight? And Ina turns around and says, don't be so cruel, Les, and then she'll put another cake in front of me. <laughs> 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 and and you know what? I, I, I will never disappoint I I will never disappoint Ina. I will always eat that cake. <laughs> I think um they're the best types of mums that want to fatten you up. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. So, 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 my mum's obviously done a good job. <laughs> so, so Matt, I guess what are the plans for Sydney now? Um, you know, I guess with cough combined and we have a lot of clients up there now, so it's great to have some feet on the ground up there, isn't it? Yeah, so I've got some really amazing clients here in Sydney who I just love. And the best part is that nothing really changes for them. I mean, I get to keep looking after them and, and their families. And uh, obviously, there's some uh, more clients in Sydney. There's a lot more people that we need to go and see and help uh, definitely through this period. So the, the goal here for Sydney is um, there's a really nice business that you guys have built in Melbourne. Um, I'm wrapped to be a part of that. What I'd really love to do is now replicate that here in Sydney. 
So um, we'd like to build out a team where we can support as many of our clients as possible. As you know, finance has got a lot harder um, since the Royal Commission. And it's not that um, you're doing anything necessarily too different. It's just the work behind the scenes is arduous. So again, like partnering, partnering with Kofkin Bond means that I've got more of that support. We can see more people. Um, I'd love to build a team here in Sydney that, again, shares the same values and we're all out to help each other and help as many people in Sydney as possible. But I'd love to, um, yeah, establish an office, um, build a nice team and really replicate um, and add to what you guys have already done in Melbourne. I mean, that's that would be the amazing thing. Um, and just happy clients and, and really good outcomes. I think, inter interestingly, I think, you know, they talk about every 10-year cycle. Um, I think since the GFC, I think it's 12 years or something. Um, but I believe that we're sort of about to catch the next wave. So COVID's created this kind of artificial drop, I guess, in some ways, but it's the next correction. And I think if we play it smart and we, we keep continuing um, our development of our portfolios and keep our finger on the pulse, that I think our clients will do extremely well over the next 10 years. And I think the timing of this is fantastic uh, with all the support and we can go and see and help as many people as possible in Sydney and really catch that next wave. That's, that's how I see it, guys. Do you, do you share that same, that same view? Well, you know we do, Matt. So it's, uh, but it's, uh, so that, that that was that was a good question. But in in saying that, it is interesting because one of my uh, larger clients, family clients, up in Sydney, and you know they're they're only new clients of mine. They've only been clients for about a year and a half, but. I've really, uh, I really feel as though, you know, I've got a real connection with the family now. And, and unfortunately, um, the parents who, you know, the, the children are my age, they're in 50s and 60s. Um, but unfortunately, during COVID, uh, the dad has gone downhill, uh, just been locked behind doors, you know, for all this time. But it was interesting that um, one of the daughters, well, I get along with, well for all of them, but um, just had a chat just to see how the family are going last week. And she said, oh, how's the portfolio going? I'm assuming it's been decimated. And I said, well, actually not. No, you're back at even. So it's uh, it's just been a couple of month hiccup. But, you know, in saying that, you know, people do often ask us and we are on the same page, what's going to happen in both the immediate and long term. And I don't really, I'm not really fussed by immediate. I'm always looking, as you know, for our funds management three to five years out and, and I've said, you know, in quite simply, I believe we'll probably have you know, maybe June or July, another bit of a dip in the market because we'll, we'll have a, you know, maybe a second wave, but not necessarily as many deaths with it. But there will be, you know, a few more people getting this. There'll be a bit of a dip in the market. People become a bit uncertain again. And then I think we're going to have a five-year bull run. And I think it's going to be quite a big bull run. And, you know, and, and you know, especially amongst the emerging markets, uh, you know, places like the NASDAQ, companies that do have those wide moats and good earnings. And, you know, I think it's going to be really exciting times for the next five years um, as well in the markets. And you still have to be careful. Uh, there's no doubting that. But, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to the wealth that is going to be built uh, on behalf of people who are willing to work hard, make those small sacrifices to have great lives. Absolutely. I think um, what was interesting sort of going into last year or at the end of last year was that it made a lot of sense to borrow, even if you weren't going to use the money, but borrow against equity and get record low rates. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. Like, I won't see this again. It's the cheapest credit you'll ever get. Um, and then just sit on it. And then COVID happens and it's like, okay, well now you're Johnny on the spot. You've borrowed the cheapest money ever. And now you can pour it in to the market where it's 
considered fair to, to great value. So look, it's interesting times and I think we're in such a position to, to help people now and um, just show them the way because this is, this is going to set a lot of people up. You know, five years from now, I think people will be glad they met us and, or, or have met us and been talking to us because there's, uh, we're in a position where we can really do, do some special things for people. Yeah, we do live in an amazing country and, you know, realistically, I, I disagree with Deloitte's modelling. I think they've grossly underestimated, but, you know, over the next 20 years, there's going to be about $20 trillion changing hands and, you know, so it's, um, and when you consider 25,000 advisors is most likely going to drop to 10,000 over the next year and a half, um, you do need good, solid advisors who do have a conservative but very strong uh, understanding of funds management uh, to be able to help manage uh, that wealth transfer in a very tax effective way. And, you know, that's where we're at the forefront as a firm. There's no doubting that. And, you know, and as Jamie said earlier on, when I did come back from Sydney, I was excited. I was genuinely excited because you might remember, Matt, you rang me as a reference about joining our licensee. So it's, um, and we, we had a, we had a great chat on the phone and got along really well. And then, I met you in person at a Morningstar event um, in Sydney and and then yeah, uh, bumped into you over a coffee and next minute came back to Jamie and said, call the bank. Um, I want Matt. <laughs> so, so it's, um, and you know, it's, and it, it is an absolute honor to have you as part of our family. And we are a family, as you know, very much a family oh, business, as you know. I can I get that sense automatically, yep. and even before you know things were official between us, um, I, I was already getting phone calls and messages, and I'm thinking, oh wow, I haven't even started yet. Look, this is this is brilliant. So, well, you know really when you good. you know when your family, Matt, when you officially started with us on Monday, but you got your official nickname on the Friday. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more of the nicknames. Yeah, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. We don't have enough time left for Tony to go through how long that takes to give you that nickname. <laughs> Look, hopefully, I can get a better one in time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I do appreciate today, um, Matt. Again, from us, you know, it is great to have you on board, and this will go out to our uh, listeners and to our clients and to our clients friends and to your clients and i just think it's a really great thing and i'm really looking forward to what the future holds with all of us oh me too it's very exciting guys and um i just really appreciate how nice you've made the process for me um and yeah i'm really looking forward to making something special here in sydney that we can all be proud of and our clients can be proud of and um you know your existing clients and my existing clients feel a part of something special that's um yeah, that's good timing and it's going to create something really great. I'm really, I'm really excited, guys. So thanks so much for having me. Thank, Thank you, Matt. You.